0: You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 109 Choosing the Right Job, a live coaching session. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find, it's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love, or back in love, with being a nurse. So come along with me, and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited for today because We're going to do something that I have never done on the podcast before, which is I am bringing you a coaching session. I know that so many people have never been coached before, never heard coaching or experienced coaching. And so I wanted to give you guys a little taste of what that is like. So in just a second, I am going to play a recording of a live coaching session with me and an incredible brave nurse. And I really genuinely mean that because this nurse is not a member of Bold Nurse Society yet. She has never been coached in this kind of context, never been coached by me before. And actually, this is her very first time talking to me. So how brave is that to jump on a coaching call and be cool with it being aired on a podcast? (laughs) I just think that is so brave. So I'm so appreciative of this nurse, but... I wanted to give you guys just that taste of what it's like to be coached. Now, I will say that our coaching sessions in Bold Nurse Society are a little bit different than this because when you join Bold Nurse Society, you get instant access to some videos that teach you the core tools we use in Bold Nurse Society. And so those tools are like the backbone for all of our coaching sessions. So in Bold Nurse Society, you're going to hear that more. It's going to be a little bit different structure of a coaching session than what you're experiencing here. But I just want to give you a taste for those of you who are curious about coaching and what that's like. I am so excited to bring you this coaching session. And as you listen to this session, if you feel like this is something you could use in your life, someone to guide you through some decisions you're making or help you get unstuck in whatever area it is, I want you to know that the doors to Bold Nurse Society are currently open. So doors are open until this coming Monday, which is May 24th. So if you would like some guidance, some support as a new nurse or as an experienced nurse, come hang out with us in Bold Nurse Society because you will hear tons of coaching as well as get monthly classes that really dive deep into different Topics like managing overwhelm and creating fulfilling relationships and building your confidence. So I just want to let you know that doors are open for just a few more days and this is the last time you'll be able to join Bold Nurse Society at the current price point. So I tell you that because I just wanna give you that opportunity because once you're in at the current price point, you are locked in at that price as long as you stay a member. So even as prices increase, you're golden, you're never gonna pay more than when you enroll right now. So if you're interested in joining us in Bold Nurse Society, go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash yes, and I would love to give you that support and guidance and help you really feel fulfilled in your careers and lives. So again, that's thrivingnurse.com forward slash yes. All right, you guys, let's jump into this coaching session. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm coaching this nurse on her decision about her next steps in her career. So if you're someone who feels kind of stuck, if you're not sure if you like your current job or where you want to go, or if you're a new nurse just starting out and you're not sure what the best career path is for you, then I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. And even if you don't fall into those specific situations in your life, what we're going to talk about always applies in so many different contexts. So please stick around and enjoy this session with an incredible, bold nurse. Hey there. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to coach you today. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah. So tell me what you would like some help with today. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to
1: just speak about um, the fact that a lot of nurses as new grads or new nurses are kind of pushed towards working like in the hospital setting or like in in acute care at the bedside, as opposed to going like non-traditional routes. And I'm kind of just like stuck in between jobs right now and figuring out what to do with myself. So I thought it might be helpful for others as well.
0: Yeah, totally. I definitely remember graduating from nursing school and getting that message that you want to start at the bedside in the hospital and hearing that from a lot of different places. So I think a lot of people will definitely be able to relate to this. Yeah. Um, so tell me, give me a little bit of background, like where are you working now? What kind of situation? What's, what's your career path been like? How long have you been a nurse? Yeah. So I just started last
1: year in April. So it's been a year now. And I started in long-term care um, and I decided to move on and apply at the hospital. So I've been at the hospital now for about a month, just doing my orientation. Okay. And
0: how are you liking the hospital? I'm not really enjoying it. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Not enjoying it. What, what don't you like about the hospital? Um, honestly,
1: I'm trying to figure out what that is. I don't, I'm not quite sure. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is what is it that I'm not liking, but I'm not liking the fact that I'm anxious every day. Okay. Um, I cry like throughout my shifts, which is not normal for me. Like I'm an, I'm an emotional person, but usually not at work and those kind of situations. Yeah. And it's just not like, maybe it's just not interesting to me either. So that's kind of hard as well. I don't like to say that because I do care about my patients, but if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, for sure. I care about my daughter, but sometimes playing dolls isn't very interesting to me either. So (laughs) it's okay. (laughs) Um, Okay. So not crazy about your current situation, feeling a lot of anxiety um, and just feeling more emotional and maybe not as intellectually stimulated as you want to be or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So where are you going are you planning to stay at this job and you're wanting to enjoy it more or are you looking at other jobs what are what are you thinking right now? Yeah, I'm
1: looking I'm in the process of like moving on from it, I think. Okay. Is where I'm hoping to go. <laughs> okay, and where are you hoping to go? Um That's why I'm a little stuck right now, but I do want to become an aesthetic nurse. Okay. so doing Botox fillers and also like bringing a wellness holistic approach to it as well.
0: Okay. And so why haven't you done that yet? (sighs)
1: Partly because I feel stuck, but, and partly because of COVID and all of the closures of the clinics (laughs) and just... It's making it harder to find a job, which I know it's not impossible, but definitely putting like the extra pressure on.
0: So, you're eventually that's where you're hoping to go, and you're currently working in the hospital. So, is your plan to keep working in the hospital until you feel like more jobs are opening up as an aesthetic nurse, or
1: or what are you? I actually have a job
0: with an agency doing vaccines right now. Okay.
1: On the side. So I'm, that's fine. Like I can do that for a while. So I technically don't need the job at the hospital. I was just doing it to advance my career in my head. That's what I thought I was uh-huh. wanting to do. So I have some options, which is good, but
0: that's why I'm sometimes options are
1: make it more difficult, right?
0: <laughs> it can, but only because we think there's a right choice.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: Like when we think that whatever we choose is what creates our experience, then it feels really important. Like we have to choose the right thing. Yeah. So like I bought a car not too long ago and when I was looking at different kinds of cars to get, I was thinking like, oh, I need to research everything and really find out, you know, what has the most leg room and what gets the best gas mileage. And I realized I was giving the car all this power. Like if I don't make the right choice, then it's, I'm going to be miserable. Like things aren't going to work out. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what I we not. do with our jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So we think I need to choose the perfect job so then I can feel however I want to. Then I won't feel so stressed out and emotional. Mm-hmm. Right? or I'll feel more intellectually challenged or stimulated or whatever and really enjoy my job more. Yeah. But the thing is, is that our jobs aren't what create our experience. Like we think they do because we experience really intense emotions around them. And a lot of times it happens so instantly, but yeah. really it's not our jobs creating our emotions. it We are the creator of them. So yeah. I like to use this analogy where if you think about like going to see a movie where you and your friend are going to watch the same movie. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can leave and sometimes you feel totally differently. Right. Maybe one of you thinks the movie was really lame and boring and the other one thinks it was really exciting and interesting, but how would that be possible if the movie was creating your emotions? Like how could two people in the same situation feel differently? Yeah. If that's what was creating their experience. Right. hmm So I bet there are people at your job who feel different, right? Yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people that love it. Yeah, exactly, right? So a lot of people might really enjoy it and you don't and that's okay, but I just want you to notice like if we take that step back from it where it's like, okay, it's not my job creating how I feel. It's all my thoughts about it, Mm -hmm. okay? And they're having different thoughts that are creating their experience, so I like to just point that out to people because I think it gives you all the power back where instead of being like, okay, I need to make sure I choose the right job. Yeah. Like, no, you could be in any job and you could feel however you want to feel. Like, I like to think about people in the Holocaust. Like there were people in awful situations that were able to generate like fulfillment and meaning despite that craziness, right? Like they were somehow tapping into thoughts that created love and compassion and unity. And I'm not that at at that level yet. (laughs) I don't know that I'll ever be at that level, but, and I'm not saying like, you should stay in those situations. Obviously those people couldn't do anything about it. Right. Yeah. But for you, I just want you to realize that you're more powerful than you think you are. Like if you Mm -hmm. wanted to, you could stay at this job. And you could create whatever experience you want there, but also yeah. you don't have to, right? You like, And I'm all for people, if it's easy for you to change a situation, change a circumstance and go to a different job that sounds more fun to you, totally do that mm-hmm. if you want to. But the important thing is when we remember that we're the creators of our experience, then we have to know that no matter how great that other job is or how great we think it is, the only thing making us feel better in that situation is what we're thinking then. Yeah. But if we bring our same thought patterns along with us to that new job, then even if it checks all of our boxes as what we think would be the perfect job, we're still going to be dissatisfied with it. Yeah. We're just going to create like a different flavor of all those emotions. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, For me, at least, like realizing that I have the power and it's not those decisions that are powerful or those different options that are going to create my experience, then it kind of takes some of that pressure off being like, okay, I could just do whatever sounds fun to me instead of like, I have to do certain things. Right. So in this job that you're in right now, you're considering staying or you're looking for other jobs
1: um I'm looking for other jobs a slight okay. part of me is considering staying but that's where okay. I'm at like I'm how do you know when the best time is to move on that's where I'm stuck I'm like should I like I want to but should okay I?
0: but again but you're saying like a great time if you want to yeah <laughs> so what's keeping you from from doing it I don't know, because like I said, I just started. I think that's
1: one of the main things is that I feel bad, I guess, for going through the orientation and not staying. That's basically the biggest thing. Okay. Guilt, I guess it is. Okay. Which I know is not a good reason to stay, but it's there.
0: (laughs) Well, that's okay. Like, and you know what? Like, we don't want to judge your reason for staying. I think if we just are compassionate with yourself, like actually that's a really lovely reason. Like I care Mm -hmm. about other people and I care about the facility, even though I don't, I might not even know those people personally. Like I care about the bigger picture and how my decisions impact other people. So we don't have to like judge that that's your reason, but we can just be like, okay, like that makes sense. And I actually really love that part of myself that cares about other people, Mm -hmm. but let's explore that reason for staying and see if it really is creating what we want so tell me more about that what would happen if you left how would that impact everyone else or what are you worried about what other people would think or how they'd feel like what what are your concerns yeah. with I mean leave? I've talked to my manager so she's
1: I don't think like they're okay with it okay I don't think I would like be putting anyone out because I haven't like fully started on my schedule yet okay um Maybe I'm just worried what other people will think, even though I know that they're not thinking that. My parents as well, because I do still live at home. Like, I know they wanted me to try the hospital and I don't want them to be disappointed. And even myself, like, I don't want to be disappointed in myself for not getting to where I wanted to be with it, I guess.
0: I think these are really important things to realize that that's what's driving your decision so um you want to stay because you don't want your parents to feel is it mainly disappointed or how how, what do you think would be their reaction like if you went up to them right now and you said guess what I got this other job I'm super excited about it and I quit the hospital what would they what would they say or think
1: I think they'd be okay with it (laughs) if yeah I just think deep down like I would worry about the disappointment (laughs) Okay. Maybe like it could stem from other things. I just know that they, like, again, like I said, a lot of people, including my parents and people that aren't nurses think like, oh, where else are you going to work if you're not working in a hospital? Like I've heard it from them as well. Just like, isn't that where nurses work?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and it makes sense. That's what people (laughs) are most familiar with, right? Yeah. So we think it's like, other people putting this pressure on us to work in a certain facility so you said your parents have mentioned that to you have other people said that to you before that you should that you should work in the hospital or why aren't you working in the hospital or yeah I've had co-workers um like in my long-term care home say it
1: and even just at school like they push a lot of acute care hospital work on you at first okay it seems like all mostly what
0: you learn about Okay, so a lot of people are telling you it it would be a good idea. Like, what are what are they saying to you? Can you remember any of like the comments specifically? Um, mostly, like it
1: will build your skills. Um, basically, that like okay, that's where you get your skills. That's how you learn how to be okay. Noticed.
0: What do you think about that? I will, mean, I agree with
1: skills? that. It does help you build your skills, but that's where I started thinking, like, well, depending what I want to do. I might not need those skills for certain things.
0: Yeah. I might need different skills that you don't learn there. Yeah. Right. So when other people and like other people always have opinions and we want to hear, you know, from people who are experienced and hear their ideas and take that into account. But I want you to know really like, As you're noticing those people who you think would feel disappointed or who would judge you, what I like to do is when I feel like, oh, everyone's going to think this about me, I like to try to make a list and be like, who would feel that way or who would think that? And I realize normally when I do that, if I'm trying to like name people, like put people by name, like who's going to judge me? then maybe there's one or two people, but it's not this like, oh, everyone's going to think this like I thought before. So like, I was kind of noticing that, you know, as you're saying like, well, like, I don't want to let my manager down. Well, actually like, you know, my manager wouldn't really mind very much, or I don't want to let my parents down. And then even them, like, you're like, oh, I think they'd be okay with it. Like they might feel a little disappointed. Yeah. But really, and you mentioned this, like the person that I think we're most likely to actually disappoint is ourselves. And you said, you know, maybe I'll feel disappointed in myself. Yeah. So tell me about that. Why would you feel disappointed in yourself if you didn't stay at the hospital? Because um, like I said, I thought like
1: maybe I should try it out um, and maybe I'm not giving myself enough of a chance or enough credit okay mostly that's it (laughs) I don't know maybe like I'm there's part of me that's like fearful when I'm in my job that like I can't do it so I'm like I want to show myself that I can but then also I don't want to like continue carrying the stress and like carrying that through my life When I could probably do something else.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, is we just have to like gain awareness over these thoughts and that's really great. And then we just want to be intentional about if we want to believe them when our brain offers us these things. Cause I want you to notice like these really are just thoughts. Like maybe I should try it out. And your thought is I haven't tried it out yet. Yeah but have you tried it out? I guess. Yeah. Like it's,
1: I've done it for a few shifts. (laughs) So yeah.
0: Yeah. So how long you said you've been there about a month. Yeah. Okay. So it's more than a few shifts. Yeah. Right. So you've tried it out. So when your brain is telling you, like, you haven't tried it out, we can just kind of correct that a little bit, you know, like I've tried it out for a month. We just want to give ourselves the credibility that we have instead of minimizing what we've already accomplished. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, cause I think that's one thought that's going to make you feel disappointed in yourself. I didn't, I didn't give it a good enough try or I haven't, I didn't really try it out. Like, how do we know what a good enough try is? Like how long would you have to stay at this job to have given it long enough?
1: Yeah. That's what I wasn't sure about. I thought like six months Cause that's what I've, people have told me again, <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: but that's just something we all made up. Yeah. Right. Like, what if you were, uh, are you married? No, not yet. No. Okay. Avoided. So let's, okay. So let's say you're dating someone mm-hmm. and you've gone on one date with them. Is that enough to know, like, are you not allowed to say, I don't want to date this person anymore? Cause you haven't given it long enough
1: no, you can say
0: that. Right. Yeah. So when we say like, I need to give it long enough, like, I want you to just know that's like something we've just made up in our heads about what that means is long enough. Yeah. Like some people could say, Oh no, you have to give it a full year or two or, or, or they might say to the first two years of being a nurse are the hardest. So you should at least give it two years. Yeah. Like, what if someone said that to you about dating? Like, oh, no, you've only gone on one date with him. You should at least date him for two years. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening. Yeah. Right? We'd be like, um, no. I already know, right?
1: Yeah. Sometimes you can just tell.
0: Exactly. And so i that's how I want you to think about it with this job where when we Clear out that clutter of like, what are other people gonna think? And are they gonna judge me? And this is how I'm supposed to do it. Like when you just tap into your own internal wisdom, because I think you know the difference, right? Like I think you know the difference when you're at it, you're doing something that you want to be doing, but it's challenging. And so you stick with it because like you can see the benefit of staying with it, or you you want to grow in that way. Yeah. But then there's also like, okay, I'm doing this thing that. I just know it's not what I want, right? And even though your job isn't creating your experience, like you can decide this is something I, I value enough to stick with it and work through the discomfort or it's something that like, I'm just good. I'm ready to move on and I'll grow in those in whatever ways I need to in a different context. Like I promise you're going to have plenty of other experiences to feel anxiety and feel stress and work (laughs) through emotions. So you're not going to miss out on that. It'll just be in a different context if you decided to do a different job. So, and I I want you to know, I'm not trying to say like, Oh, of course this is what you should do. Yeah. But I just want you to know, like you get to make that decision from a place of empowerment. It's when we start looking around at what's everyone else going to think that we start, making decisions more out of guilt or fear or scarcity or insecurity. And those emotions aren't going to create your most fulfilling life. Yeah. Right. So when we think about that, I just want you to like decide, I get to decide when it's been long enough. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like a certain amount of time. It's just like a certain, maybe even just feeling like, okay, I feel like I've given it long enough now. Like, I feel like I, I know how interested I am in doing this. I know if it's worth it to me to continue. When I say that, what comes to mind for you? Um, Like the feeling, you mean? Yeah, or just like when you think about how long you've been there yeah. and this idea of it being long enough.
1: I mean, how yeah, you- it feels like that. <laughs> Like I've, like every shift I've tried to see if things would change or like my feelings, like you said, like to see if I was interested in going through those challenges, but I don't know, like I've, I've been in stressful like jobs before, but I've wanted to continue them because I like, liked the growth and I was interested in what I was doing, but I just Mm -hmm. feel like I don't have that feeling. So I kind of think that, yeah, it's been long enough because that feeling hasn't come and like even... I don't know, I trust my intuition a lot and it's definitely telling me not to stay.
0: So if that is the decision you want to make, and I'm not saying like we're declaring yeah. right now or anything, <laughs> we can clean up some of those other things. So first of all, let's talk about your parents being disappointed. If, they, if you were to leave the hospital, do you think they'd be disappointed? A little bit. What would be creating their disappointment?
1: Um, I think it also depends like if I get another job or not right away, but
0: Mm -hmm.
1: mostly like, I think they just want me to like be in a stable job. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I'm not in one right now, that's the only thing that I think they might be disappointed in.
0: Yeah. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Like we kind of love that they care about you. Yeah. And that they'd feel disappointed. Like, it, it, it sounds to me like you're not feeling like they'd be disappointed in you as a person. They'd just be, like, disappointed as far as they just want the best for you. And they just yeah. hope you'll be, like, have a good situation. Yeah, I think so. Right? So that's okay if they feel a little disappointed, right? They can, They can feel some disappointment. Yeah, that's true. Because what's the alternative is if we want to keep them from experiencing any disappointment, guess who has to feel disappointed? Me. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying we just do things like, oh, I don't care how it affects other people. Like we can totally be compassionate for other people. Like if your parents do feel disappointed, that's a bummer. I feel compassion for them. I'm, I'm so sorry you feel that because it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel kind of disappointed too. I was hoping I'd love the hospital. mm mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be a reason, like, I always like to say, like, emotions don't have to be a reason to stop. We can take them as a signal, like, I'm going to notice that and kind of assess the situation. But just because I feel disappointment or just because I feel fear or anxiety or worry, even though those emotions are uncomfortable, it doesn't mean I shouldn't do something. Yeah. Those emotions can just come along for the ride sometimes. And I think like when we realize emotions aren't dangerous for us to feel, like I really like to help my clients in Bold Nurse Society feel their emotions and realize Mm -hmm. like these emotions aren't dangerous. My body was made to handle these emotions. And when we really deep down understand that, then our emotions are still uncomfortable, but they're not so scary. And then we don't have to try to control other people's emotions as much either. Yeah. Then it's like, I I know I get it. Disappointment isn't fun, but like you're totally capable of feeling disappointed. And I love you so much for caring enough about me to feel disappointed when you think things aren't going quite the way they should in my life. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But how do you want to feel if you decided to switch jobs?
1: I want to feel mostly just like confident in my decision and knowing Like, no matter where I go, it's the right decision for me.
0: Okay. And this is where, like you said, you before you had kind of this thought like, oh, I don't need to go to the hospital. I don't need to work in those areas because I have different goals. I have different skills that I need to build, right? So you did have like that story and I feel like that builds some confidence, right? It's like, okay, I can do something different. Yeah, And no matter what other people think, like, I know that this is what's right for me. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to keep going. But it's when we kind of start believing that other story that other people tell us and their concerns, when we start playing that story and giving it more attention than ours, that's when we start to feel, you know, we start to question it all. Yeah. So, I think for you it's like you're there, like you ha- you I think have a lot of great thoughts that can fuel confidence for you as you move forward. But it's really just like having your own back with that decision. Yeah. So, what might people say to you when if like let's say you go to your parents or to a friend who's a nurse or something, someone who thinks, you know, you should be at the hospital a little longer. And yeah. they say, you know, I I can't believe you're leaving the hospital. Are you sure you want to do that? What would you have to believe in order to be confident about that decision? Yeah,
1: I just, I would have to believe that it is right for me, even if I don't know it is. but I would have to like, believe that deep down and know that wherever I'm going to is where I'm meant to go. Yeah. It's not like what everybody else agrees with.
0: Yeah. And I think part of that starts with looking at the decisions you've already made and knowing that you get to decide that those were right for you. Yeah. And then I think it's easier to do going forward because just like with there's a right amount of time to stay at a job, the idea that something is right for you is just like a made up thing. You just get to decide to believe that or not. So with... Working at the hospital for a month, there are different stories you could tell yourself about that, right? Like you could say, I worked at the hospital for a month and it wasn't nearly long enough and that was such a waste of time and I shouldn't have done that. And that's like a really disempowering way to think about it, right? Mm -hmm. But you could decide that that decision was exactly right for you. When I decided to leave long-term care and work at the hospital, that was the perfect choice. So tell me why that was the perfect choice. Um, Well, I think right now it's helping me
1: realize like what my goals are. Yes. When I was in long-term care, I felt
0: like stuck. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that was so valuable for you, right? Mm -hmm. I like to think of it like this continuum where on one end we have where we are now. So let's say you're when you graduated from nursing school and if you knew like your goal was to be an aesthetic nurse. Yeah. Like we hope it'll just be this straight line between them. Right. Like, okay, I graduate from school and I just go along this path and then I get to my destination and it's beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) And then what we tend to think, or at least how I used to see things is If I did something else that kind of took me off that path, I pictured it kind of like a maze where it's like, oh, dang it. I ran into another wall. I have to turn back around and get back on the path. And it's so frustrating to think about it that way. Yeah. Right. So you could think of long-term care and working in the hospital as those types of things where it's like, oh, I went off the path and now I have to get back on to try to get to my goal. But I don't think that that's a very useful way to look at it. And I don't think it's really the truth. Yeah. I think what's true is that it's a squiggly line between point A and point B is it's just this line that loops all around. And so when it loops, sometimes it goes backwards a little bit and it looks like you're getting further away from your goal. But really that's the path to get to your goal.
1: That's a good way to look at it. Because even yeah, after I left long-term care, I was unsure but then I kind of thought about it that way like that it's just pushing me towards where
0: I need to go exactly like you're not off track at all you are totally right on track Mm -hmm. to get to where you want to go you just have to keep going right yeah and then you need to like believe in yourself to say okay I know the right next step and that's so just like those things that you did in your past those were the perfect steps for you to take then as you go forward whatever you decide to do next that's the perfect step for you yeah so i'm i'm all for you like gathering information and being like okay this is what this job looks like these are the hours of it i think that would work well in my life these are the duties of that job and like take in a reasonable amount of information yeah and then just make a decision about what sounds fun to you what sounds the most appealing to you. And then when you make that choice, decide this is the right next step for me. Yeah. No matter what happens. Cause sometimes what we do is we go into a new job thinking, I hope I made the right choice. There were these things I was kind of concerned about here. I hope I didn't mess this up. Yeah. And you know what that, before. (laughs) Yeah. You felt that way. Totally. And I have too, but then guess what happens when we go into that new situation with that mindset, whenever something goes wrong, we go, Oh, see, I made the wrong choice. Yeah. And we just look for reasons to back that up. Like our brain is kind of like scanning, like, okay, what's wrong here. And that's what we find evidence for. So then we end up thinking, Oh, I did the wrong thing. And we trust ourselves even less moving forward. But if you know that all the decisions you made in the past were the right choice, and then you decide whatever happens with the decisions I make in the future, I'm going to have my back with that choice and I'm going to decide it's the right choice. Yeah. Then as you move forward, you're looking for why it's right instead of why it's wrong. And so you're so much more likely to enjoy it. And even Mm. if there are things that are challenging, which there will be. Yeah it's easier to be like, okay, that was hard, but it was a lesson I needed to learn. It's what is moving me to the next thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a good way to look at it. Cause I didn't think about it like that before. Cause like I said, I've been in that experience before where you're like, oh yeah, this was the wrong choice Yeah, (laughs) or like worrying if it will be. So I know what you mean.
0: Yeah, so instead of moving forward with confidence, then we're moving forward with self-doubt, right? Which isn't going to create the most fulfilling experience for you. Yeah. So I think those are the biggest takeaways for you is just one, just really work on owning your decisions in the past that they were the right thing and where you are right now is the right thing. And it'll be so much easier to do moving forward. We won't give so much power to the different options. Mm -hmm. And then also just nurture that confidence in yourself. Like other people don't have to understand. They can have any opinion they want and they can experience any emotion. And I love them. And I feel compassion for the emotions they experience about it. But like when you really own that, you know, what's best for your life, then when you talk to your parents about it, it's going to come across different. Like you're, you're not trying to control their emotions when you talk to them about it. But if you genuinely feel confident in that decision, yeah, think how much differently you're going to present it to your parents than if you're fueled by self-doubt or worry. Yeah, that's true. Then yeah, because then know. when they're like, oh, are you sure about this? You're like, yeah, I'm totally sure about it. Yeah, I'm so, so glad me. I worked at the hospital for a month. Now I know that's not what I wanted. Yeah.
1: Then at least like they'll know that I'm happy to like doing what I want to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, my friend, how are you feeling? Better.
1: (laughs) It helps like having even just like the validation, not like that you have to get it from someone else, but knowing that it's okay to not like something that maybe you think you're supposed to like.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We just like, sometimes it takes that right. Like someone else just being like, you know, you're allowed to think this way or you're allowed to feel however you do. And then we give ourselves that permission. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And I hope you don't feel like I'm saying like, this is what you should do. I'm just, I just want you to like, give yourself that space. Yeah. That's what I wanted. Like, like I said, I wanted to talk to someone
1: who's Kind of like unbiased because like Mm -hmm. if I talk to my parents or manager, anybody, obviously they have their opinions about what I should do Yeah, or other nurses that are in the hospital or whatnot. Yeah. It's nice having like both sides, like being unbiased.
0: Yeah. And I think you just have to make your opinion matter most. Like it's okay to take other people's opinions, but I, I kind of think of it like a, like a speech and debate team. And a lot of times I feel like we give everyone else's side, like we make it so much louder, like their opinion matters more, but really like, this is your life, right? Yeah. You're the one who's going to work every day. You're the one who's like actually going through this and experiencing it. And so your opinion really does matter most. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think like, it's just tapping into that for yourself and just letting all the noise happen around you. But yeah. not getting sidetracked by it. I think of the movie Up, where it's like squirrel, you know? Yeah. <laughs> where it's like when other people are saying things, like we we're like, oh, maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I'm off track. But really, the best way to get off track in our lives is to try to stay on someone else's track. Yeah. When we see what they're doing and we just follow along it, then we're like, well, I'm staying on a track, but yeah. it's not leading to where I wanna go. That's true. So you got this. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was fun. I wish you the very best in your next steps and whatever you decide to do. And of course, you're always welcome to reach out to me. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being here. What an awesome nurse for coming on the podcast. I had so much fun coaching her. And I hope that you guys were able to apply that to your own situations, whatever decisions you're trying to make in your job or in any next steps you're trying to make in your lives. I hope you're giving yourselves that permission to really listen to your own opinions and validate those and make those choices from a clean place. And if that's something you'd like some support and guidance with, or if you have any areas in your career where you're wanting to get unstuck and create more fulfillment, more confidence, and less stress and overwhelm, then come check out Bold Nurse Society. You can go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash yes to learn more about it, to learn about all the features, everything I offer in there, and it would be so much fun to have you come join us. And just wanna remind you guys, this is the last time I'm offering it at this price to come and join us. So really take advantage if you're thinking about Bold Nurse Society, come try it out, see what it's like in there, and I think you're going to love it. So go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash yes, and I hope to see you there. Thanks for being here, you guys. I'll talk to you next week. Take care. Who's your life coach? If you don't have one, I would be honored to be your coach. Come join me in Bold Nurse Society, my virtual coaching program where I help nurses build unshakable confidence, create meaningful relationships, manage stress, and intentionally create a career and life they love. Each month we dive deep into these areas of personal growth through our monthly class and live coaching calls. You'll have access to me to ask questions anytime and you'll get access to special bonus courses I know you'll love. Everything I've created is through the lens of the nursing lifestyle, so it's realistic and convenient for nurses. So whether you're a day shifter, a night shifter, a parent, or busy with other adventures, Bold Nurse Society is designed to fit your lifestyle. So if you're ready to take what you're learning on the podcast to the next level, come hang out with me in Bold Nurse Society. Go to thrivingnurse.com forward slash work with me to learn more. I can't wait to see you there.